because someone has to say it. It's time for Inez Says. And I welcome you to another edition of the Inez Says Pod. I believe we're on pod number 24 now. Hard to believe that we're into pod 24. Having a lot of fun doing it, folks. Uh, But it doesn't fly without you. If you like it, tell people you know about it. If you don't like it, go ahead and cancel me. Go ahead. That seems to be the uh, the chic thing to do today. Well, these last seven months have kind of been like seven years to many of us as we continue to try to live life, uh, the new normal, if you will, with COVID-19. It really is amazing because everybody, everybody has been affected by this virus somehow, some way. But life has to go on. And as I pass these bars and restaurants on my way into work every day, I think, man, I hope they can make it. Uh, because these local businesses are the heartbeat of our community. And, and one of those bar owners is a partner in three bars in Orlando, Attic Treehouse Basement. Uh, and I saw a report recently that these three Orlando bars, um, along with other venues, are names that have been, quote, sent to the Orange County strike team for further investigation because of people who have tested positive are mentioning these locations more than others as places that they might uh, might have been affected. So Logan Berkowitz is a partner in these three bars, and he joins me now here on the podcast. And Logan, appreciate your time, man. Um, before we get into this report, tell me about you and how you're doing. Local business, as I said, it really is the heart of any community and that is very much the case here in Orlando. So tell me how your business is doing in the wake of what has happened with COVID-19 over the last seven months or so. Yeah, it's definitely been a difficult seven months. I think in March, we couldn't really wrap our head around the fact, were we going to be closed for two uh, weeks, two months, six months? I mean, there was just so much unknown. So we, we kind of planned for the worst. I think the worst in our eyes were about six months of being closed. And it just so happened that that's about uh, the time that bars were closed about six months in, in Florida. Um, the, the group made a conscious effort to uh, get a couple loans to help us fight through those six months. We had to pay a lot of bills still. Nobody was really helping us out. So we got some loans and we kind of set ourselves up to hopefully be ready for a, a good 2021. And we're, we're happy that we're open in October um, right now, 2020. Yeah. Have you gotten any governmental help along the way, Logan? Any any in terms of PPP, the first go-around to kind of help you stay afloat? We did. We did. But here's the problem with the PPP is that it was, it was strictly to pay the payroll mm-hmm. of our business. Mm-hmm. So we continued to pay the payroll of our business. But that didn't help us with rent, insurance, any other costs that we may have. So we did, we did pay our employees as we were doing in January, February, based on the PPP money we got. It ran out, I think, in about 10, 12 weeks because, like I said, we, we specifically put that money aside for payroll. So nobody did not get their normal paycheck uh, due to the pandemic, but, but that money wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a long solution. I think it was like a 10 to 12-week program. Uh, that money's been gone for months. Mm. Yeah. You know, anytime you're talking about restaurants, bars, especially, you're talking about social gathering places, right? A place for people to go, not just to drink, but to be social, to laugh, to share stories, 
et cetera. So bars are not exactly the perfect places for, for social distancing, if you will. How have your bars and others, how have you guys been adapting to it? Well, I mean, initially when we opened, we were just trying to follow the guidelines the best that we could. It was a limited occupancy. We had staff that was strictly on duty to watch for social distancing. I mean, we did everything we could as a small business. We spent thousands in PPE equipment, um, training, additional masks, sanitation, temperature. I mean, we, we really went head first because we thought that was the only way to, to remain open, which it was at our restaurant for, for the time being. So we, we just followed the rules. We tried to do our best and hope that the rules would loosen. And uh, after a couple months, they did, and business slowly got back. But, I mean, for the first couple months, we were reopened as a restaurant. I mean, we were losing money daily, mm-hmm. weekly, monthly. I mean, we weren't even close to, to breaking even. Yeah. Yeah. How difficult was that? I mean, you're, you're mainly a bar and then you, you convert to a restaurant, a restaurant with food only. How difficult was that transition to make for you guys? Yeah. I mean, it was, the whole business model is based on a social gathering environment that that has good food. It's not necessarily a restaurant that we're driving business in for food. Uh, The food is it complements the rest of our uh, venue. So it, it, it was difficult. It changed the whole business model. I mean, it was sleepless nights. It was stressful. It was financially uh, uh, not, not not good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, w- it was a tough couple months, man, for everybody, not just me. Sure. Yeah. And, and I saw that your bars, the attic, basement, treehouse were on the list sent to the Orange County strike team for further investigation because you know, people who have tested positive and contact contact tracing, mentioning these locations. Well, what are your thoughts about uh, your bars being on that list? I mean, look, in downtown Orlando, which which has now been open for a month, okay, and, and we you can follow the cases as you please. It's been a month. Um, it seems like the numbers are, are still doing quite well. I mean, like I said, one month, you know, we're talking the 14 day period that everyone waits for the day we were open. I was waiting for those 14 days, nothing, nothing junk. Um, but when you come downtown, you're going to multiple venues. Okay. You're, you're going to four five, six venues. There is like, I don't know, 50 bars in, in a two block radius in downtown Orlando. So to pinpoint just us and identify us as a problem, when most of these patrons have probably been going to multiple venues, in addition to, I'm sure, food grocery stores and who knows where else they've been going, and just say that, well, this, this may be a place of spread, may, and then report that in such a negative way using our name, using my name, it's just unfair. I mean, all that the, all that the, the Orange County Health said is we need to investigate these places. They've been in our venues. They've checked out what we're doing, and we've, we've, we've checked the box um, I don't know what else they want from us. They didn't tell. They didn't say anything about us breaking rules. They didn't say anything about that. They just said, "Oh, you know, this this is a place of a problem." Well, what's the problem? I mean, yeah. I, I, it, it's just it sounds like it's a wild goose chase, and it's 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 unfair. So, what does that mean? Being on the Orange County strike team does that mean that folks from Orange County visit your bar? Uh, often, I mean, do, do they check what's going on there in the bar? I mean, what does that exactly mean? I think when when the initial restrictions were out there on occupancy and some of the social distancing guidelines that were put out there by the state, Orange County Strike Team was out there to, to make sure that we were following the rules, which we were. Mm-hmm. We never had any issues. 
we've been open many, many months. I'm sure they've been in many, many times, a few times since I've been there. We never had any issues. Um, but uh, again, they, they decided to use our name now and uh, as a place it's an issue when I don't know, they've never told me anything that we're doing wrong. Um, but, but like I said, I'm just as confused as you. I, I don't know what the purpose is at this point. Um, but, but right now we're, we're trying to keep everybody safe as we've been doing since the day we reopened. Logan, do you expect w- with your bars being put on this so-called list, do you expect that to negatively affect your business in the near future? No, ab- absolutely not. A- absolutely not. Listen, our clientele that is coming out to downtown Orlando and frequently my establishments has made the decision that they want to leave their house. Nobody forced them. I don't get, I don't get in my car and pick them up and drop them off. They decided they want to come out to downtown Orlando. People can't be, you know, locked away in their houses. It's been eight months, whatever. They've made the decision. And if, if they come into our venue and they feel like there's too many people and they're uncomfortable, they're, they can leave. Nobody's forcing anyone to stay. To put this on me and my business and say that, that we're the problem, it's just irresponsible. It's just not correct. So, no, it's not, it, I don't think it's going to affect us in the least bit. Everybody knows that, that we're a good part of this community. We, we have a lot of uh, great employees. We have a lot of great customers, a lot of great regulars. And um, no, not, not at all. Well, Logan, I think you said it right. Fact of the matter is one could get this virus at Publix, at church, at the gas station, so forth and so on. And here's what I've learned throughout this entire process. We we have to be vigilant, yes. We have to be cautious, yes. Um, But we can't hold ourselves up in our homes because of this virus because I've seen people go through that. And I'm telling you, man, um, what's done to them emotionally, physically, mentally, isolating yourself is not the answer. So there has to be a happy medium here. Do you agree with that? Listen, I got a quick story. I got a friend that's a dentist, right? I talked to him this morning after this story came out. He said, Logan, he goes, I've been a dentist for 20 plus years. He goes, it's the first time people come to my chair and they tell me that they're happy to be out of their house. Mm, wow. That's the world we're living in now. People are happy to be at a dentist's office in a dentist chair because of, because of what's happening. And it's just people need to make the decision that's best for them. If for some reason people don't show up to a certain business and that business is forced to close, that's sad, but that's the reality. But we have to allow the person, the customer, to make the decision. If they feel comfortable being in certain settings, they should be allowed to do that. Um, so, again, it, it, is, it is the decision of the individual to decide what is best for them, and I support whatever decision that is for, for all of our customers. Yeah. Well, Logan, um, I appreciate your time again, buddy. Thanks so much uh, for the interview today, and let's hope we can get back to some kind of normalcy in the future to where I don't have to be calling you to do a story about you. But thanks again, Logan. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a good one. We're moving in the right direction. Again, much appreciation to Logan Berkowitz, partner in three downtown Orlando area bars, local business owner. Appreciate you being here today, and I will see you next time on the Inez Says Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.